Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes. Oh yeah, we need to dance. Hosts, and so much more. <laughs> Only I may dance. <laughs> so strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Uh, welcome to Notes from the Back Row, the official, except no substitutes, podcast of backdashrow.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. My name is Dan Gorman, and I'm here with everybody. Introduce yourselves. Jenna Ipcar. Yeah, Jenna, you start. <laughs> that went great. <laughs> hey, it's Carlo. I was telling her to start, and she did. What's up? <laughs> I'm interrupting everyone. I'm Veronica. Yay, we are here to have a casual chat about the year that is ending 2023. We are going to do some, um, you know, best and worst of different varieties. And then we're just going to chat about whatever we want, whatever we've been watching, anything. It's a free for all um, with only vague structure. So how's everyone been? Such is life, right? Yeah. Free for all with vague structure. Yeah. <laughs> There's a the sound effect right there for you, Dan. That's a good moment. <laughs> yep. This is uh, yes. Yeah, no, this has been a wild year. I mean, like, thank you guys, number one. Uh, thank our Patreons big time mm-hmm. for sticking with us through 2023 because we know that we have not been putting out very many uh, a podcast episode or article this year, and, and that's that's on us, but, uh, mm-hmm. this has been a punishing year. I don't know about everyone else and I don't, you know, we don't have to talk too long about it, but this has been a wildly punishing year as far as like health is concerned mm-hmm. and, and like, you know, obligations and, and all that stuff. So I don't know, but yeah. movie wise, I had an okay time this year. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I did a lot of just leaning into what I always do, which is just watching crud. <laughs> <laughs> I I think my like best of not giving anything away, but I think it might be one of those years where I just focus on movies that came out this year. Mm-hmm. I saw enough this year that was new uh, that I really liked and didn't see as much, um, you know, older stuff or. Uh, or the older stuff I had seen already, like, you know, Jen, I know I talked to you when I went to go see Dog Day Afternoon again at the Roxy. And oh, yeah. I hadn't seen that movie in quite some time. And I loved it as much as I always did. But maintain that Al Pacino just always seems like he's playing someone's mother who is just over it. He just feels so put upon. He's not like angry. He's just kind of like, all right, all right, I'll do it. Like all the time. So I appreciate that in a man. Very tired. <laughs> i feel like i only saw a handful of stuff from 2023 this year so a lot of like my top stats on letterboxd are things that are like i rated them three and a half stars they were pretty good i liked them but not like there's only like a three maybe i think that are like a four or five star movie so yeah carlo have you been keeping up on new new stuff i feel like you leaned a little into some newer things this year which is not usually your forte yeah uh yeah i guess a bit more um i've also just been going back to the theater since i don't know the first time since 2020 ish yeah like i've done like movie festival stuff so i saw mm-hmm. but i that doesn't re- that's not really the same in my eyes um 
but yeah, the last movie I'd seen in the in the cinema was fucking Sonic the Hedgehog in 2020. <laughs> and uh, oh wow, yeah, and 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 this year uh, I picked it back up again. Um, I saw like I don't know, like 12, 30 movies in the in the cinema. So I'm a bit more up to date on what's coming out. Um, also, just trying to keep up with modern horror a bit more than usual. Yeah. Um, just a bit, not not too much, because I get yeah. like burnt out on new stuff. Now, easily. this was something that I mentioned to you, Carlo. I wanted to bring up before we get into our like categories, because I know that across all of us, we like horror to some degree. Some of us more than others, but uh, I saw a lot of new horror this year, and. So much of it sucked. Was it a really bad year for horror? I feel like it was a really bad year for horror. You didn't love Exorcist Believer? You know what? So I saw Exorcist Believer, and I thought that the first act was totally okay. And then when it becomes an Exorcist movie, when it becomes an exorcism, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> Do you know what's fun? I didn't see Exorcist Believer, but that's kind of how I felt about a lot of, there have been a lot of movies where it's like their last act is some sort of exorcism, someone you yeah. know, tied up and having everything expelled from them. And it always feels, it just always feels so like, I don't want to even say overdone, because I feel, but it, that is kind of what I yeah. mean, where it's like, oh, this is how we solve it. This is how we wrap this movie up. Even something like The Babadook, you know, where yeah. I'm like, oh, really? We kind of had like this this better idea going and we just go to like the last ditch effort of, you know, oh, exorcism. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't see a ton of new horror this year, uh, but I did see Talk to Me, which I mm -hmm. found I really was surprised by how much I liked it. It didn't scare me. I went into yeah. it being a little freaked out because I was living alone for the first time in literally my entire life. And I was like, all right, you're about to go see a scary movie. Yeah. And then you're going to go back to an empty apartment. Just you and your screaming demon cat. Yeah, I was going to say a cat. <laughs> right. Yeah. But she's not helpful. You know, she's terrifying. And I wasn't scared at, you know, through through the whole thing. But I really, really liked it. I was really intrigued. I thought it was you know, there was a couple of times where I was going back and forth on like, what is this supposed to be an allegory for? What is it? Uh, what is it trying to say? And I thought at some point it got muddled. And then there was like a, mm -hmm. a last little bit that I was like, oh, no, no, no. This was it was supposed to be like a little unclear uh, yeah. as far as like what, you know, what is happening, who can be trusted, who you're supposed to listen to. Mm -hmm. And I thought especially as like a teen horror movie, I thought it really worked for like peer pressure yeah i all in the crowd i think i would put that in the pile of movies i didn't love although i didn't <laughs> hate it i thought that it felt like they were like going like we had a list of cliches from blumhouse movies and we had a list of cliches from a24 movies and we accidentally scattered them together like i don't know i didn't i, I thought the performance uh from the lead and talk to me was like phenomenal yeah. Like, yeah. like almost carries a movie I didn't really like otherwise. But yeah, I, I feel like I saw Totally Killer, It's a Wonderful Knife, Insidious, The Red Door, There's Something Wrong with the Children, Exorcist Believer, Renfield, The New Scream. I thought they were all not good. <laughs> 
I'm a little like, bit of a Renfield apologist in that yeah, I just like I like enjoyed Renfield, it. I thought it was fun, but like, was it good? No. <laughs> when we went to go see it at the Alamo, a literal fly landed on the the projector. Like, oh, fun. Know, so for a second, I thought it was a bit. I think everyone did. Uh, and then we're like all watching it move around. Everyone, you can hear everyone whispering, and then it disappeared, and then it came back, and everyone started applauding. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why, and I I already was kind of into the movie. I was like, whatever, this is fun. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It's, you know, it made me laugh more than I thought it was going to. Um, Maybe I'm just a hater this year. I, I try Maybe. not to be a hater, but this year I just succumbed to being a hater. I think you're right. I mean, like the thing with Renfield that that bummed me out was the the number one, all the music choices were highly questionable, but I also just the like why does everything have to turn into an action movie? Like that's what drives me nuts. It's yes. just like this was a perfectly entertaining like horror slash like sweat slightly spoof like a little bit like mm -hmm. tumblr forward <laughs> horror movie in my opinion and then they just like wrecked it with yeah all of this dopey fake kung fu crap and it's like this had nothing and it's like wasn't even done well and the cgi yeah. looked terrible and not only that they then they they add like like faux john wick action scenes and then they're like by the way it's also the end of the world maybe if we don't do right. like it becomes like a marvel movie <laughs> right which is the opposite of what i was there to i was yeah. there to see nick cage like let's just be real <laughs> right yeah. right it was cute did, it was uh, fun did anybody i feel like this has come up a couple of times because of how affected i was by this movie but did anybody else see skinnamarink no no Man, so many people hated it. And I saw it was the very trailer, divisive, yeah, and yeah. it looked dopey, and I didn't see it. And then I, I loved, but I need you need to tell everyone your story, Veronica, because I still think about it. it makes me really laugh. Okay. <laughs> I'm putting you on right. the spot. So, uh, you know, for starters, I'm a full grown adult. So <laughs> let's start there. Uh, this movie really, I saw it in the theaters which I think might be part of it is that a lot of the people I know who hated it saw it at home mm. and maybe there's something about the theater experience. Um, there was one moment in it that, you know, the voice that you don't see, uh, you don't see the face, but tells the little girl to look under the bed and a woman in front of me was like, Oh no, like people were really into <laughs> it. This guy next to me or like kind of near me kept gasping which I was, I really appreciated because it kind of like took some of the sting out because I was laughing at this dude being like, <gasps> like all the time. <laughs> that would have been me myself. probably. Right. Um, so I saw it. I was walking home. I was kind of like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I kind of, you know, was freaked out by a lot of the images in it. I have a thing about being trapped as most people do. Uh, I And I think now after seeing it, I think it's supposed to be a movie that's like the pandemic from a child's point of view. They just wake up one day and the doors and windows are gone the adults are are sort of secretive and freaked out and aren't really telling them what's happening, you know. So I was kind of like, all right, that's after processing it. I was like, I think that might be at least how it started. Uh, mm -hmm. So I go home. I am trying. I go to sleep. I wake up at like two in the morning and I really have to pee. Uh, and all I can, I cannot, I have a long old apartment and there's a long hallway down to the toilet. And I am standing on the other side of my closed door and just being like, okay, you got to open the door and walk down the hallway. You just like, it's going to be dark, but like you just, you have to go, you have to go to the bathroom, you have to do this. And what happened was I 
peed in a cup that I had in my room. <laughs> That's how much this movie freaked me out. I could not walk down the hallway of a place I've lived for over a decade. You know, like I should be perfectly comfortable here. Um, but, you know, as we all know, horror Can is I- not necessarily necessarily <laughs> rational. <laughs> so... And I just have to say that I love this story, not because I think that you're a fool, but because this is fully how I feel about most horror movies. I'm like, this is the kind of terror that that like happens to me, which is why I didn't watch them. Though I do think this was the year that I realized I have been beaten down by life enough that horror movies don't scare me as much. So I actually kind of started getting into watching more horror movies that I'd been avoiding this year. Um, So that's been fun. But right. also you know, realizing had, that, like, I'm pretty traumatized now. <laughs> right. I had, and you know what? I, I had, and an, I don't even want to say an okay year. I had a really good year. There was a lot of changes. Um, but I kind of went into 2023 being like, all right, I've, any challenge 2023 has, I'm ready for it. And 2023 was like, cool, bitch, we got <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> and you know what? Everything kind of worked out. Um, so maybe this was still early in 2023. I hadn't quite gotten to all the challenges yet, but... Uh, Maybe that's it. Maybe now I'm more sensitive to horror because I'm like, I have <laughs> I have shit to live for now. All right, like I can't Aww. I can't die. <laughs> I have stuff I want to get done. <laughs> um, so horror might have been a mixed bag. Is there any genres before we get to our picks of the year that anyone feels like was were good? Because for me, I felt actually like comedies came back a bit for me this year. I really liked Barbie. Like people, I haven't seen Bottoms yet, but I've heard it's very good. I enjoy um, Bottoms. I like the Dungeons and Dragons movie was surprisingly funny. The Quiz Lady was surprisingly good. Um, there was another one that I felt like that was oh the um, You're Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah was like better than it needed to be. I've heard good things about Dicks. I've I've uh, the Dicks the musical, not just Dicks mm-hmm. the things. Although I hear good things about those as well. Uh, and I just felt like there were some good comedies this year and I usually comedies like can be real like hit or miss for me, um, especially modern comedies. But yeah, I felt like it was a pretty good one for that. Yeah. Joyride. I really enjoyed. I saw. Yes. I need to see that. Joyride. No hard feelings was pretty good too. Um, for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this, what there was a nice resurgence of, uh, adult movies this year. (laughs) I feel like maybe that's the way to put it. Um, we, we all talked about, and maybe this is too soon, not to change the topic. I do want to talk about comedies, but, um, we all were talking about holdovers on discord. Yeah. And I do think we should sort of talk briefly about that here because that's to me, like the, the, we all had mixed emotions about it. I think, I think like the overall, like positive but like you know could have been better i think there we were basically all saying that like it didn't live up to 1970s movies so with all these comparisons and all of the you know catering to like trying to put you in the mood as far as how it was like all the finishing effects and and Mm -hmm. yada yada it was like but if this had been a 70s movie this would have ended in like much harsher way (laughs) but um the thing I liked about it was just the fact that it was just a movie that was like dealing with more sort of adult mm-hmm. issues, even if that's like teen issues is, you know, but it was treating them in an adult way. And, and you know, I yeah. sort of enjoyed holdovers mostly just because I was like, God, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think so 
there was like holdovers. I know May December came out. Um, I feel like there there was a lot of good like comedic dramas. I heard good things about Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Um, people were always talking about like it's oh movies for adults are back because we have like Oppenheimer and stuff like that. And so I feel like that was also yeah a thing this year of just like they don't make them like they used to. Drama comedies are back or whatever. The I, I mean, like Barbie Oppenheimer, actually, I mean, to maybe we do get into it a little bit. The biggest surprise movie for me was the fact that both Barbie and Oppenheimer didn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be a talk about being cynical is that like, I you know, neither of those make my like top three of the year, uh, but they were actually good and I enjoyed mm -hmm. watching them. I, I had thoughts about both of them and. You know, I'm I'm certainly happy for Barbie where it lacked in, in other places. I was so happy to see, you know, this big budget thing that had real effects and like using that kind of yeah. um, old movie effects to like like play effects, like pulling yeah. physically pulling backgrounds as they as the car drives along and things like that it was just so exciting to to see again and then see people enjoying it and like getting into it and buying into the big crazy cartoon world which is something that you know we yep. carlo and i certainly have talked about many times on on back row podcasts uh, carlo did you you saw barbie right yeah yeah i did yeah it was good you liked it yeah i liked it a lot yeah yeah Not a lot inside like... otherwise but it was yeah. Good. yeah i know it was a fun movie i saw it in the yeah. theater with a bunch of people um i liked it more than oppenheimer but i'm, I'm not the biggest christopher nolan fan in general mm. so yeah Up, oh, Vern, we can't hear you. I think your cord got loose. <laughs> now we can. can. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, my, I'm getting, is there an echo for anyone else? Nope. Okay. Nope. Maybe it's just on my end. Um, my biggest surprise in 2023 was how much I liked Oppenheimer because I definitely, mm. You know, Christopher Nolan is hit or miss for me. And when I dislike him, I dislike him like so vehemently uh, that I and, you know, to a point where sometimes someone will say they like a movie and I like think less of them. Anyone who told me that <laughs> like Inception was complicated. I'm like, oh, my God, are you fucking <laughs> stupid? But I really let's <laughs> cut that part out. <laughs> there go the last uh, of our We're allowed. We're all allowed to think people are stupid. <laughs> but I really, I saw Oppenheimer twice as well, and I really was like, didn't want it to end. Was surprised when I got to the end and was like, oh, that was three hours and twenty minutes. Usually, I'm like, even movies I like, a lot of times I'm kind of like, all right, all right, all right, all right, wrap it up. Yeah. Um, so I was genuinely surprised by that. And I was like, eh, with Barbie. I didn't expect to love it. Um, I didn't hate it. Someone, <laughs> my friend Rhiannon, hated it very, very strongly and had been looking forward to it. And she told me, to, I wasn't going to go see it anyway, but she told me to go see it because she wanted someone else to hate it the same <laughs> way she did because everybody else loved it. And I was just sort of lukewarm on it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I didn't. I certainly there's things I would have changed about it, but I also was kind of like, all right, whatever. What do I expect from a Barbie yeah. movie? You know, right? So, yeah, yeah. I felt like there was. I saw a lot of response to Barbie being like, oh, I th I think there was a subset of viewers who built it up like it was going to be something that it wasn't, and so I saw a lot of people being like, 
oh, it's just so basic 101 feminism. And like, and I was kind of like, yeah, but it's bar like it, it, the fact that it even comes to like 101 feminism, you know, and that it, that they even do a little like, like nudges to Mattel. Like the yes, they don't like dig into Mattel so bad that they dug Mattel's grave because Mattel made the movie, but that they were able to at least get some fun snide remarks at at Mattel was like kind of enough for me. Like yeah, I, I wish that I I wished my main problem with it was that I wished the other Barbies had more to do. Like the Barbies that they cast as the like, and we have like a a bigger Barbie, and we have a Barbie being played by a trans performer. I was kind of like, I want them to be like equal main characters as everybody like you know like they're i want to see their stories too they're just kind of there to be like we're also here i don't know yeah it definitely suffered from that something that we see a lot nowadays where a movie will have like 50 famous people in it that we know are great mm. performers that we know are going to be like wonderful and you know bring it bring all we want to the table and then they have nothing to do and yeah. so anytime I see a movie that does have like all these people in it, I'm always like, oh, my God. <laughs> OK, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's too many, too many cooks. That idea of just like, yeah. you know, I, I know that re really means more like too many people giving input, but it's like too. Mm -hmm. You just don't have enough space in a two hour movie to really highlight right. all this talent. Yeah. Um. So let's move to some of the things that we're going to talk about. So. Let's start with um, biggest surprise, new or old, and then we'll move up to best newish movie. Is there any movies that come to anyone's mind that was a surprise? You just mentioned Oppenheimer, but are there any other biggest surprises of the year or, you know, first first viewings that you saw that were surprises for you? I want to give a shout out to Gamera versus Giron. Yeah. <laughs> I watched yeah. that for the first time this year for Carlo, who was a guest on cinema 60, mm -hmm. which is the, the other podcast that I cheat on this website for <laughs> traitor. And we had Carlo on as our Godzilla expert. And you all should listen to that. Cause it's really awesome anyhow. But so I watched all these 1960s Godzilla and like these different, like, you know, uh, Kaiju movies in mm -hmm. general, uh, as curated by Carlo and all of them are really good. And that was definitely my favorite one. And thank you. It was because nice. that's, I never, <laughs> I, I, I like Kaiju. I always en enjoy like the design mm -hmm. of a lot of these things. Like, you know, it's cause I, I always liked animals just like a kid, you know, like, but I never really was watching the movies so much. Like I've seen a handful of yeah. Godzilla's and, um, you know, it was always fine. It was never mm -hmm. like, a, a wonderful like you know spark of inspiration for me but um i actually re i really enjoyed watching all of these and and now I, it gave me a newfound respect for godzilla so thank you <laughs> hell you yeah sh you should watch uh shin godzilla uh, jenna actually everyone should but i think you get it's a it's a godzilla movie that basically like skew it's newer maybe like six seven years ago and it basically skewers bureaucracy and like people not being able to respond to disasters and catastrophes happening because some level of bureaucracy is in their way and they're just arguing about how to approach a problem instead of like solving it. It's really, I was surprised at how funny it is. And I think they made a, a second one kind of recently that was like Shin Gamera or Shin, Shin Mothra, like one, you know, one of the other monsters, but I didn't see it. I've heard good things about Shin Godzilla, probably it's... from the the two other people in this voice <laughs> chat. I haven't seen it yet. I've been, I'm oh, really? good meaning to see it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> it, it goes, wow. it kind of goes against everything I love about Godzilla movies. <laughs> in that I, I don't like kaiju movies where the story gets in the way. I just want to see stupid monster shit. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, so one of the things that was a big surprise to me was I watched this movie from a couple years ago called Let Him Go from 2020. Now, the poster for this movie is giving like movie your parents wanted to rent on DVD from the local rental store. It's like <laughs> Diane Lane and Kevin Costner and there's a shotgun and their faces are on the screen and you're on the on the cover and it just looks like. Yeah, it just looks like, oh, this is like some, you know, directed DVD movie my parents would want to watch or something. But then I watched it and it's like actually a really effective neo-Western thriller. It was a lot more grim than I thought it was going to be. Hmm. Um, it's kind of about like these these parents who um, they like loot their son dies and their son's wife has a child. And so they're like kind of like the only the only sort of like thread from their dead son is this woman and her kid. But then she goes off and marries this abusive guy and he, they take the kid away from him. And so they're just like, we got to go find, got to go find them. And it's like kind of a, a neo Western and it's like really good. And if, yeah, if you look at the poster on like Letterboxd or anywhere, you'll be like, that's not a movie I need to see, but it, it was really good. <laughs> so, Yeah. What about you, Carlo? Did you have any uh, something that surprised you that you saw, new or old? Um, I don't know if I want to say su stuff that surprised me, but I've been watching a couple more. Like probably my favorite, like Italian exploitation director is Bruno Mattei, and at the same time, he's probably also the worst director. <laughs> uh, but maybe that's that's the reason I like him. Um, you know, the guy behind Zombie 3, uh, Rats, Night of Terror, Jaws 5. Um, he did a movie I watched this year called Women's Prison Massacre. Um, and I was kind of surprised that there's some, like, artistic stuff that are going on in that movie and in, in, in the opening stages that you don't expect in a women's prison movie at all. Yeah. <laughs> and especially not like a Bruno Mattei movie. Um, and the rest of the movie was like pretty entertaining and not as somehow not as sleazy as I thought it was going to be. Because again, Bruno Mattei doing a uh, women's prison movie is just a recipe for disaster. But I don't know, <laughs> it ended up being pretty good, like probably one of his better movies. Yeah, um, I mean, when you watch movies that are new made by the people that were from that era, it's pretty hmm. rare that you get one that you're like, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. you know <laughs> like you're not going into like a charles band movie and being like this is gonna be great like like it's just like old schlock you know directors <laughs> this is yeah. not a new movie though i don't know if, if oh if it's not new oh, oh i thought I, it was a newer movie oh, yeah okay. I, yeah i thought i figured you might be confused no this is like from <laughs> 1983 oh. um so yeah I don't have like new movies that surprise yeah, me really like like in a bad or in a good way like most of the stuff I saw was like yeah this is about what I was expecting yeah uh you know saw the new the Mario Brothers animated movie and it oh, was yeah. fine just yeah. the way I expected and yeah it was better I, I will than the 90s throw one out, 
No, it's not. Debatable. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving. That's it. I'm done. I'm not talking to these freaks anymore. (laughs) I I will throw out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem as Mm. a nice surprise. Um, I was going to go see that Mm. because I've been watching them. Uh, you know, on Instagram, a bunch of different artists involved, yeah. like, you know, posting behind the scenes, like, you know, artwork and all this stuff. And it, I knew it looked amazing. So I was excited for that. But I was just pleasantly surprised that it was actually fun to watch. And like, mm. you know, yeah, there's a handful of dialogue that feels like way too forced, like for Gen Z or much younger, even probably than Gen Z, Gen A, Alpha, Gen Alpha, right? yeah. But, you know, there, you know, so there's like lines that are like, okay, no one's going to know what this means in 10 years. But mm. um, overall, I thought it had heart and it certainly just looks amazing. I'm so happy to see any animation coming out that doesn't yeah. look like Pixar, you know, and also isn't Marvel based. Like as much as I like uh, Enter the Spider-Verse um, stuff, especially in comparison to so many other um, comic book movies, uh, it's just it's still like I thought the one that came out this year was a little bit Marvel diseased hmm. <laughs> story wise. I mean, story wise, it looks yeah. great. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I, mean, I feel like like animation in general is going through a pretty good phase now. Like uh, even stuff that feels like Pixar, like the Puss in Boots movie from last year. Yeah. has this like stop motion effect to everything, to the visuals uh and 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 yeah i had a lot of fun with that i wasn't expecting that at all because it's coming from like out of the shrek universe even (laughs) um yeah you've got the turtles movie which i thought was amazing um the new miyazaki movie i thought was really good spider-man looked great i I wasn't a big fan of the story myself even though the first one i did like quite a bit um yeah yeah yeah, um, Jenna, you're right. In the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, when Michelangelo said, "No cap, this pizza is bussin," I was like, "That's just gonna date it." <laughs> not, not for real, right? That was a joke. Please. No, I haven't seen it. Okay. I, seen it. <laughs> I was like, "Look, I mean, I've heard some ridiculous dialogue." So there was a line. There's like lines about like K-pop and shit where you're just like, and it isn't like a general one. It's like a calling out specific names, and that mm. it's pretty much like what you just said so uh, I, I you know it's okay yeah. it didn't ruin the movie for me uh mm-hmm. but it was just clearly like you know we got this we're catering we got it yeah we yeah. did focus groups <laughs> exactly um how about like worst new to us movie or maybe most disappointing new to us Ooh, movie boy do i have one um, yeah what was it <laughs> well it came out last year um so okay. it's but it you know, still new enough, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Dear oh. God. Dear God. Ha- why are they still I, making Jeepers uh, Creepers movies? Yeah, like, why are they putting money into his pockets? <laughs> yeah. I, it's not that same guy. Um, yeah. But he's got to he, get some money. Is he still making money off it? I don't. I, 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 I this God. one, I feel like he can't because it's, it's not, not even money. close to it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah, not making yeah. money. I rented it from the library, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's cause there was the Jeepers, the third one, they go into the future kind of, you know, it's like, it takes place a couple <laughs> of years. It takes place a couple of years at, 
further into the future because it has to be like the 27 year cycle uh so it comes he comes back it's more of like almost a home invasion type thing they're all like hunkered down at this guy's farm ready to fight uh so i thought it was interesting it still wasn't it wasn't the first or the second by any means you know but i i still it was still a jeepers creepers movie this one was like trying to do that scream meta thing where it's like they're Hmm. they're researching the creeper oh but the creeper is real but this is and like you didn't believe any of the characters you didn't believe there was supposed to be this couple that were like madly in love you didn't believe they had even met before that i wouldn't be surprised if it was like one of those old italian movies where nobody's speaking the same language like that's really what it felt (laughs) where i was like did we did we proofread this script like nobody even sounds like they're talking to each other uh so i was really disappointed and of course i put it on at this the my I have like a movie day the day after Halloween and so there was a lot of people there and I was like Jeepers Creepers like so excited like there's a new Jeepers Creepers movie and then the entire time like you know my friends kind of like looking over at me and rolling their eyes and I was like no wait usually they're good usually they're at least interesting it was boring and you know just had no no teeth of which for mm-hmm. a movie that's about a you know carnivorous creature yeah says something where i was just like never mind we should have just watched the first <laughs> one again yeah yeah my my pick is also a horror movie um or sort of um th- they made a movie about that uh based on that five nights at freddy's oh, yeah. video game that's like a very popular children's thing i saw and that. listen i I'm not um, particularly an expert in the source material, but I know that it's a video game that you have to watch a bunch of screens to make sure that like the animatronics don't move. And that's yeah, like why Night it's Trap. scary. Yeah. Yeah. Like Night Trap, Night Trap at Chuck E. Cheese, you know, and I get <laughs> the general conceit of it. So I kind of put it on as a like, I'm sure this is going to be bad, but like, eh, I'll just see what it's like. And I walked away being like, what are you like, like, crazy missed opportunity weird movie like it's it's at this at once like so shameless like just of an of like ip sort of like mining but at the same time i feel like it doesn't offer anyone that would be a fan of that game like it's two hours long and it's like an hour and 15 minutes before they even like fight the things it's like about like a kid's like childhood trauma the whole movie and i was like this isn't what these kids want from this movie is it it's crazy (laughs) i'm fully with you i I thought it was a great idea i've always thought the video game seemed intriguing but i've never played it because i'm a wuss big that's number (laughs) one reason but um and and like there is it starts off interesting and then it just dissolves into this like you know the just the repetition of the same damn flashback over and over and over and over and over and over and like not even in a way where things are subtly changing and moving like no it's just literally the same thing over and over again it truly became funny i started laughing how many times they are about to do something like show you a scary you know animatronic or show you that they're gonna have to like start fighting them or something and then they would immediately be like back to this childhood trauma and maybe that's like, what the game is have you ever <laughs> played the, the game i looked it up and and, and uh, you didn't up, play him though i looked up a play. lot of the lore and it seems like they have a lot of really weird shit that they could do Mm. And it seems like the only thing in this movie that they did that was neat or fun was the little like cupcake monster. I was like, yeah, that's cute and kind of funny. And, and, but like they did not, from what I can tell, adapt much about the lore of the game. 
<laughs> I also so thought weird. it was really, really clear who the bad guy was. Yeah, yeah. And and a friend of mine was like, "Oh, how did you figure it out?" And I was like, "When I watched the movie, yeah. like, I had my eyes open. That's how I did it." It was Mr. Fuzzy Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> was there anything for you, Carlo, that like hmm. you you were sort of maybe disappointed with or were stoked for, and then it was a bomb? I mean, I was definitely not stoked for this, but I watched that It's a Wonderful Knife movie I was telling you before because yeah. uh, I'm doing another podcast and watching Christmas horror movies for that. And I don't know. It, it was just a very nothing of a movie. I don't yeah. know. I see people like who, people who like that movie commenting on it. It's like, you know, a, a Hallmark slasher movie. I'm like, I don't know. There, 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 there was just nothing there, really. So, yeah. I, could, yeah. I think just... that there's a story there because I think it was originally supposed to be made because it's written by the guy um, that wrote the like Freaky Freaky. Yeah. And I think I think the person that directed Freaky was supposed to direct it. And then like oh, I okay. think they ended up like cutting a bunch of the budget because it really I heard something along those lines. But I also felt like when you were watching that movie, it it was like. They wanted this to be a bigger movie, and they all put all their yeah. effort in to try and make up for maybe some of the budget. But <laughs> yeah, no. it just also feels like a director working with a script that he's not really, I don't know, fit for. Because uh, it's a director who did Tragedy Girls, which I like. Oh, I like that movie. I I, I like. I didn't Tragedy love Girls. it, but I definitely liked it. Liked it. Yeah. Whereas this yeah. wonderful knife movie, it was just terrible. Yeah. Um, and Freaky as well. I enjoyed Freaky. So, but the combination of that director and that script, for some reason, it just didn't work. It was extremely cringy. Um, yeah. yeah, I hated it. And not and not very funny. There's no, no. I hate it when when you watch these movies that are like ostensibly comedic, but you're like, there's no jokes here. Yeah, they're yeah. just like saying things, and it's and, they're kind of punctuating them like it's a funny thing for you to laugh at and you're like did they is there a written joke here <laughs> yeah and also as a horror movie it barely exists i feel it's yeah. just so nothing there hmm. <laughs> yeah but i wasn't looking forward to it so it wasn't yeah. like uh a letdown i was just like yeah yeah sure i'll watch it oh yeah i, I see what they do with mm -hmm. the title it's a wonderful life blah blah Jenna, have you had one here for worst new to us or most disappointing new to us? Um, at the beginning of the year, I have like a little group of friends and we have a bad night, bad movie night uh, every oh, month. Edgy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, man. It's actually OK. I'll tell you the real worst new to me movie, which was Gorp from 1980. Oh, God. <laughs> you brought that <laughs> on yourself, Jenna. Group. I, I haven't even that... watched that shit. Oh, my God. Do not. Um, it is. It is just will make you hate humanity. Um, but the, what we we planned on doing was actually uh, we watched every single John Turtletaub movie. Yes. I, I remember was, this. Such a chaotic uh, thing to do. You know, I actually yeah. had high hopes for it. I thought like, what? you know what? what? Hey, he's, got, he's got national treasure. He's got cool Think runnings. big. He's mm -hmm. got Think Big. He's, he's got, got Last uh, Vegas. The Meg. Oh, I do yeah, love The you know, Meg. Like, okay. I was like, one of these has to be like better than I think it is. The Meg, and, and it turns out no. Mm. Like they're all, <laughs> they're all just like coyingly sweet and obnoxious at the same time. 
uh you know he has like such i i do want to at this point i think john turtletop is an auteur because there's yeah. a very clear themes that run through every single one of his movies and that is like marimba music <laughs> and oh, like nostalgic uh you know ch- childlike love as filtered through um <sighs> like obnoxious adults being sarcastic like i feel mm-hmm. like that's his thing um so it ended up being really hard and it took us the entire year because the way that we do this is like Wait, you know we have several people does he, have? he doesn't have he that only many has like movies, 13 and okay. the thing was that we basically said okay like you have to choose to watch it you know like if we we can choose different movies to break it up but like we, we have to you know choose to say like because everyone has a different you know we're doing it in like a round table style so like it got to the point where nobody would choose John Turtletop except for me. Cause I was like dead set on like, we're going to finish this. Yeah. Uh, and we did, we finally finished it literally like the other week. And this is being recorded at the end of December. <laughs> I, I, I have and, somehow uh, seen like seven of his movies, so it wouldn't even be a, a big challenge. But do you want to rewatch them? That's the real issue. Jenna, are you trying Um, to lose more friends? Is that what's happening here? (laughs) I mean, Um, I I might rewatch like Cool Runnings because I grew up with it. I was happy to rewatch Cool Runnings because I had also not seen it since I saw it in theaters. And actually, Cool Runnings holds up. I mean, like, is it a great movie? No. Is it a totally acceptable and Hmm. surprisingly not as bad as you think it's going to be movie, even though like. The whole movie is about racism and no one no one can say racism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing that was most surprising about that, actually, for all these movies being terrible, Phenomenon mm. with John Travolta was absolutely the worst one. Oh, uh, for sure. <laughs> oh my yeah, God, I remember movie. that movie. <laughs> I also saw that. I saw too. that in Awful. theaters. Oh, nice. boy. God bless you. <laughs> you know, but the best one was The Sorcerer's Apprentice, actually, was like, okay. Okay. Really? I have not See, like, watch about, I, I, I feel like I have a lot of time. I, I, when, the, when the first National Treasure came out, I thought it was the right le- kind of like ridiculously stupid blockbuster movie. Right. And then I was excited for the second one, and then the second one was the wrong kind of stupid. <laughs> oh, my I've God. I've somehow only seen the second one. I don't know why. Oh. oh my god the second one is terrible it's so bad <laughs> like the first one is like haha this is kind of funny and stupid and they're right. solving puzzles and it's entertaining and i was like i want more of that I, and i was kind of primed for it to be stupider but not that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no and, and even re-watching national treasure i was like i thought there was more puzzles in this yeah there really isn't so anyhow <laughs> god bless john turtletop best director yeah um Okay, best new to us movie or movie you saw for the first time. So this is Anyone? like mostly old movies. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'll get mine out of the way really quick. Um, I watched a documentary, a Canadian documentary from 1993 called uh, Kenesatake 270 hmm. Years of Resistance. Came out from uh, CIP, Canadian International Pictures on Blu-ray. They... Uh, are a partner label for vinegar syndrome so this is like a documentary about how in quebec they were going to build a golf course over their land um the uh kenesatake tribes land and it, it really makes you realize 
that people are always like, okay, well, Canada is not as bad as like America. And you're like, no, Canada makes me want to fucking puke too. It was disgusting. <laughs> and it's just a horrifying thing that happened in our country, but um, is a real like, like you witness this entire situation from start to finish, like on the ground in the situation that's going on. Like it's an insane, amazing piece of activism and documentary in and, and a documentary. It's just so good. It's like absolutely essential. If you're a Blu-ray person, you absolutely have to buy this movie. It's staggeringly good, but not fun, <laughs> but yeah, best new to me movie for sure. That sounds fascinating. Yeah. I mean, like, the problem with a lot of those documentaries in general is that, like, people are like, yeah, they're so fucking good. And, like, you know, you, you really, like, realize yada yada changes your life. And I'm, then I'm like, man, but it's going to be so depressing. <laughs> yeah. It's a, rough, it's a rough watch. It was just like, fucking Canada sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just also, I'm, I'm fine with documentaries and all that. Whenever someone's like, oh, this movie changed my life. Or I'm like, how weak willed are you? Like, how empty is your life? <laughs> this was me all last year with everything everywhere all at once, which I already just like was not that fond of. And people being like, we should make a religion about it. I'm like, girl, go outside, <laughs> like build some sort of personality that you're not so sucked into. A, like, you know, whatever. I don't want to see one more. Movie. Yeah, right. Right. See, like. <laughs> that's like the version of carlo and i is like when someone's like i saw the worst movie ever made like, and no they just say some like normal movie and we're like wait a minute <laughs> you you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah i honestly don't anyone else best new to us? i would really have to i like you know when i start to put together my best of 2023 list i'll you know yeah. i kind of have to think about it just because i i did see a lot that i liked this year I didn't see a ton of old mm -hmm. stuff, so mine would still be a new movie, um, but yeah. I can't land on. I haven't seen uh, Poor Things yet, and I'm going to see that for the end of the year because I have a feeling I'm going to like it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I really I enjoyed a lot of what I saw this year. I, you know what? I all right. What a wishy washy. I know, but you know what? I got the, I got one to land on because it was a movie I just okay. went to go see. I. I hadn't really expected much out of it. Uh, I was a big fan of dumb money and I really love that. Mm. It's like, we are getting these very recent history movies, movies that are dealing with like the beginning days of the pandemic and stuff that we just recently went through. Like the, it's about the whole game stock, uh, GameStop stock situation. Whew, too many S's. Um, and it, you know, has a lot of really interesting things that we all saw play out in real life. And so that I like that we can have these things so, so close to when they actually happened, as opposed to like 10, 15 years. The dust hasn't even settled. There's, you know, little epilogues for each character. And some of them are still very much, you know, enmeshed in this situation. Uh, so I was really surprised by that one. I just kind of gone in like, oh, whatever, I got some time to kill I'll go, I'll go see a movie. And then was like, Oh, hmm. and you know, and like Paul Dano, he's so great. And honestly, I, uh, Pete Davidson has grown on me. I was always kind of like, I don't get this guy, but after bodies, 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 and that movie, I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right. I, he's fun. Sure. All right. <laughs> I mean, now I'm coming, I'm warming <laughs> up to it. It was just the ghoulish face. <laughs> I think that I just kind of kept being like, Oh, <laughs> Damn, you're such a <laughs> hater today. 
<laughs> Today. <laughs> I just expect my man to be pretty if we're going to put him on film, Jenna. All right? God. <laughs> Which is fair. I think my best, my desk, uh, new to me, I have a handful of stuff, but I would say that I want to call out a, a couple of things. Number one, I want to call out, um, Usman Sembain as the best new to me director. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, it was funny cause I watched black girl for cinema 60 and then, um, I saw Mandabi in theaters like a week later and then film forum came out with a whole retrospection of, of his movies and I loved uh, Chato and like, you know, I have to go back and watch everything else that I missed. But so uh, Usman Sembain, awesome director, uh, you know, underrated in, in as far as he is uh, African. And gosh, who, who watches movies from there? Um, <laughs> as we obviously need to do more yeah. of. And uh, then... I, from the sixties, since that's the other place I'm focusing on, I finally watched head for the first time, which is the monkeys movie that was Jack Nicholson. And it rules Mm. so much. Uh, I (laughs) have no reason for not having watched it before. It is perfect. Um, and then Django kill. If you live shoot, uh, from 1967 was really awesome because this movie is just like vicious it's like a total dream logic, surreal, bizarre film. It's not a real Django. It's a it's a Django movie in that they just use the name Django in order to get people to watch it, but it has nothing to do with anything Django wise otherwise. Um, but it's so vicious, and there's so much like really messed up stuff that happens in this movie in a way that makes me think like you couldn't do that today. Like you you could. <laughs> For, let's be mm. real. But like it, it just does stuff that is I just think was genuinely shocking for me watching it in this year, 2023, for a movie that came out in 1967. So uh, I was actually just really impressed with that. And then finally, uh, I want to shout out Runaway Train from 1985 <laughs> Hell yeah. with Eric Roberts and so John good. Floyd was freaking amazing. Carlo, you gotta re- you gotta try it again. <laughs> yeah, it's been a very long time, so yeah, sure. <laughs> Peer pressure. <laughs> I'm down for giving the a, a rewatch. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's one of those movies that you don't. I feel like you don't think is going to be as good as it is, and people go like, "Oh, but it was like nominated for Academy Awards." But like, people forget about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I don't know how. I'm going to be honest. As much as I loved it, I have no idea how it was nominated. Except that, it, <laughs> I mean, it's rad. Like, there's so many awesome effects uh, that yeah. are like, you know, people walking on trains and shit, and like, uh, and everyone's just his like overly hysterical as they deliver yeah. every line. And uh, no, I mean, after a, a movie think- like Crash won an Academy Award, I feel like i i have no questions <laughs> but that's like a good movie what oh you mean crash, crash. oh no not yeah. the new one no. yeah wait. yeah i was i really i was Never about mind. to sever all ties with you jenna like <laughs> i was about to lose all no. respect <laughs> I've never actually seen that one, though. As much as I love Matt Dillon, I've never. Yeah, you can watch a much better Matt Dillon movie and not be like, "Oh my god, great!" Yeah, Hollywood solved racism. This is—it's like it wanted to be do the right thing, you know, where it really do the right thing has these interconnected stories, and it kind of shows how like different races are racist against you know, it's like the Korean people hating the Hispanic people, and you know, or it kind of became this whole bundle of people just hating each other. And instead of that, it was just 
like yeah manipulative <laughs> you know or it's like oh you have to yeah, feel sad you're like no no i don't yeah. Yeah. i don't have to feel sad about anything <laughs> don't tell me what to do um <laughs> what's your best discovery or new to you carlo um i've been dipping back more into like hong kong and you know like chinese uh cinema from i don't know like starting from the 60s until like the 90s ish um and the best new to me that i watched is this movie called Ch child of peach from taiwan and i think with taiwan is like if you compare them to next to hong kong movies they're like always the the cheaper versions of hong kong movies you know like just guys doing kung fu in a field because it doesn't cost anything to shoot yeah. a movie in a field somewhere but there's these there's this like this handful of movies these like basically children's fantasy movies that they made in the late 80s uh with mostly the same group of people uh you've got like magic of spell magic warriors and and this one child of peach i had never gotten around to it for for some reason um it's based on a japanese folk tale there's you know there's like a lot of japanese influence in taiwan because they used to now Taiwan is like sort of owned by China, even though they don't, it's a whole thing. And it used to be that Japan uh, used to, um, Taiwan used to be Japanese territory. So there's a lot of influences there. And that's probably how they came to like the, this folk, folk tale that these uh, movies were based on, like the, the tale of Momotaro, which is this boy with, uh, that um, is born in a peach. And then he comes out of the peach and it's, it's like the super powered little kid. And he goes out with his sort of like animal friends, but the animals can also take like human forms um, and they go fight demons and stuff. Sweet. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's just insane. Like the, there's, there's not necessarily a huge budget in this movie, but if you compare them to other Taiwanese movies from that era, uh, just like the sets and the costumes and the, the special effects and everything um it's 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 way better done than you think um yeah just just a trip uh child of peach um, yeah, when you when you logged that and reviewed it, it like your review sold it and i was like that's like a that was one of the fastest I've ever watch listed something. I was just uh -huh. like, what? This sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it's an, it's there's also like a lot of like scatological humor yeah. in those yeah. movies. Just just chock full of stuff where you're like, this isn't very appropriate for kids, but apparently in Taiwan <laughs> it was. Um, so, you know, like the the, the peach, uh, when, when the boy isn't born out of the peach yet, the peach is like doing all kinds of crazy shit, like squirting peach juice <laughs> on old people. And, and, and at one point the peach like leaves the movie and at the end it comes back and it becomes like a robot kind of peach thing that's <laughs> doing all sorts of crazy shit. Sounds um, great. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's nothing like those movies out there and there's only like a handful like i said uh, those same people who were making those kind of movies i also so, i nice. can't remember yeah. i'm pretty sure i saw this one in 2023 uh but brotherhood of the wolf that i think that was like the new to me oh, nice. one that i it was yeah it was an older movie i haven't seen that since high school i really I really it. liked it and uh 
I, now I'm kind of like, wait, was that last year? Because it was at the same time they played Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> when did I talk to you, Jen, about Silent Hill? You have to remember oh, yeah, these same things. Director, yeah, right? yeah, they played yeah. Silent Hill at Terror Tuesday like the next week. And I was like, oh, hmm. Oh, yeah, same yeah. director, isn't it? Oh, the cat's yeah. here. I love I know. That's, I was like, did we? was that this year or last year? <laughs> I think okay. that was this year. Yeah, it's probably this year. <laughs> Um, okay, so best newish movie, you know, whether you saw something from 2023 that you want to highlight or if you want something, whatever a more recent movie is, if you didn't see anything in 2023 that you want to, that you want to pull. I, so my, I think my highest rated on Letterboxd is, um, Across the Spider-Verse, but, uh, like I really loved it. I just think that it was a miracle that we got another movie that looks as amazing as that. I think I had issues with the plot, but not so much that I cared because I was just like, we look at the colors. Um, but I also really liked May, December, um, which I was not, was not expecting to be as funny as it was. Um, I know it's been a bit divisive, I think, but, uh, I think I haven't seen a lot of Todd Haynes movies, um but when i do check in i'm always very pleased with them like uh when i watch dark waters just expecting like okay this is going to be their like hollywood thriller i'm sure it's fine then i was like oh this is actually like one of the better versions of this kind of movie um but yeah may december i thought was really good um and probably up there for this year too I haven't seen that, and I'm really excited to see it. Um, I'm I'm definitely aiming to get it done before the end of the year. Yeah, I I saw like an article that some people were sharing today that I wasn't sure how I felt about because they were like, this movie doesn't like point a finger at the person you know in the movie. That's like because it's about it's basically loosely based on a real story of a woman who like dated their student and went to jail for it. And they have kids together and stuff. And the the article seemed to be positing like the movie needs to say she's bad uh, harder. And I was kind of like, I don't know, it's a it's a really fucked up situation. And like, I don't I think, yes, they are a groomer and yes, they are like a horrible person. But I was also like, not every movie has to come out and say like how you are supposed to feel like it's pretty clearly not like sympathizing with her. And so it was weird for me to see an article being like, why don't they talk about how that that person's a groomer? And I was kind of like, that's what the movie's about. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's the lost art of subtlety. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's been divisive, but I think that the performances are amazing and it's really, really like darkly funny. And I, and I know people have been calling it campy and the director has said that they don't really like that term. But like the music really leans into the camp of it. And I'm kind of like, you know what you're doing here. Like, this is campy. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's really good. I'm definitely looking forward to, to seeing it. I think for me, like, I have to sit down and really like hash out what the best new movie for me was. I mean, Boy and the Heron, we already mentioned, and I really like that. Um, because it, I felt like a much darker movie for Miyazaki that he doesn't typically... I mean, it's not that his movies don't have bite because they absolutely do, but it just felt it felt darker in that it felt very um, like it felt a bit violent for him, I guess, mm -hmm. is the, the way to put it. Um, and but it, it's it, which is a positive thing. It's interesting. Yeah. It's definitely just different. It's just a more pessimistic 
Yeah, outlook. I mean, the, the older he gets, the more cynical and pessimistic <laughs> he gets. And he's already yeah. kind of a grump, but, but I love that about him. Yeah, it's interesting, actually. Um, I, I also, like, I really loved Asteroid City, which I know a lot of people were not happy with, but I'm a big fan of new Wes Anderson, who is, like, just picking himself apart on camera. I think, like, this is so much more interesting than all of his other stuff. <laughs> I need to see so, that. I, I, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, but probably the biggest surprise, I mean, Killers of the Flower Moon, I liked quite a bit, uh, you know, talk about hating your country. Yeah. <laughs> um, like yeah. what a horrific story. It's just God awful. I thought that, um, Square says he did a good job with it. Uh, I didn't, you know, it's, I, I can, I fully understand the criticism from, you know, like natives and, and like why people might be a little disappointed with it. But I thought mm. for what he was setting out to do, I think he did quite well. Uh, but I was surprised about how much I liked Napoleon. Oh my God! Did anybody no. see that? <laughs> no. I no, I have not seen that. <laughs> the trailers, like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, they they annoyed me. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not gonna do. I've not even seen the trailer. I don't know what it's like. I mean, I really love Ridley Scott, so I, I do too. I, and I like like I I I, I like Joaquin yeah. Phoenix, but I just. It's also, to be honest, it is not a, host, a, a a historical character that interests me that much. You know, I have nothing against Napoleon, I guess, um, but he's not mm. someone who I was like, oh yeah, he's he's no he's not like T. E. Lawrence for me, where I'm like, this was such an interesting person. <laughs> um, maybe it's a gay thing. I <laughs> but here's the thing. <laughs> Napoleon was really good. Number one, the battles were really well sure. done. Like they're really engaging. They're actually really just like shot really well. Like like quite. I mean, there's obvious CGI, but there's also quite a bit of practical effects happening there that was actually really engaging. And then like people, the the, the seems to be like the number one complaint about it is just that like oh like the there's this tonal whiplash because like occasionally like. Napoleon says stuff and it's really blunt and weird and feels like modern but then like you know and and people I think went in th expecting an epic mm -hmm. like you know a traditional like continuous like the, the beautiful yeah. battles and the majesty of Napoleon and then his downfall it's not that at all it's really more of a character study mixed with like epic battles <laughs> so yeah. there's actually interesting like Joaquin Phoenix um who actually I would say that as far as how he portrays Napoleon, I could I have some criticism, but the way that he basically will whiplash to something that's like Does he have a French know, accent? He does not. He has no French accent. They they totally dropped the ball on that. Like most people have like British accents. But um just the fact that he like has these moments of being like kind of impatient or being like, you know, uh childish or like you know, basically being a slave to his, uh, to romance or to like, you know, making foolish decisions in his own personal life while he's crushing it militarily. It's like really interesting. And to me, this is always the best way to teach history is through like, you know, it's like showing his triumphs and showing his flaws in parallel. And so I actually thought that really Scott did a really great job at that. And even though there's a lot of the other thing it got criticized for was historical inaccuracies because and Ridley Scott was flat out like, yeah. I don't give a shit. He's like, I'm telling the emotional truth. Like, I don't give a shit about, you know, because like, you know, there's a scene where he like shoots cannons at the pyramids, which like never <laughs> happened. And Napoleon yeah. actually was like, 
really into the you know get it gathering all that information and sharing it which is like why the western world knows anything about egypt is like really from napoleon so like that's interesting but you don't get that in this movie you know like it's just about like him you know conquering egypt and so like ridley scott was like what's the best way to show that i'm shooting a fucking cannon and the great the pyramids, you know like yeah so, <laughs> So I thought like that actually was fine. I mean, if someone's getting all their history lessons from a movie, they're already failing yeah. anyhow. So <laughs> whatever. But um, but yeah, I just like that Napoleon felt like a real man and he felt mm -hmm. like a weirdo. And uh, you know, most people in history are. Yeah. So I don't know. I actually really liked it. I was I was impressed. Yeah, it was weird when Napoleon said this before shooting the pyramids. Watch out for the shack attack. <laughs> I didn't think that was that weird. Yeah. I didn't think it was that weird. I thought it made yeah. sense. Tonally perfect. <laughs> yeah, and he was always talking about like his testicles. More testicles mean more iron. So when we said sound weird. effects, did we just mean Simpsons references? That's fine. That's fine well, too. Yeah. But That's no, I know, I know. <laughs> Trust me, it's been happening more and more lately. I have to, I have to start. Yeah. I didn't think I had to screen my friends the way I do, but I'm like, I've made a whole bunch of new friends this year, and I was like, how come you assholes don't watch The Simpsons? Like, you have to know all my references, <laughs> otherwise. Actually, it's good because then I can make jokes We're... and people think I'm clever. But I just crib everything i feel like we're we're approaching a world where there will be people that will have like they'll be quoting simpsons from like five ten years ago and and we'll all be left <laughs> behind where i don't know yeah i'm not too worried it's about really, that really some people really like it <laughs> yeah. some people really I've, like so it and and i know and, this is off yeah. off topic but i will i have watched some of the new uh, episodes in the past few years i've all pop in and out and i will say that like s the jokes there are like some old school Simpsons jokes, but the mm -hmm. the plots and how the plots get started and wrapped yeah. up are just so thin. And so like yeah. there was a joke where yeah. Homer thinks he's seen a vision of like a glowing, you know, an angel glowing through Moe's stained glass window. And it's just snake being tasered on the other side. <laughs> like that's a good old fashioned <laughs> Simpsons joke. Uh, but yeah, yeah. then everything else in the episode where I was like, oh, OK, we just wrapped up all that action. Not even like ridiculously yeah. not even something you know that we're used to like oh this is crazy it's just kind of <laughs> like oh we're done like, hmm. okay guys <laughs> uh yeah simpsons um so did carla have you done one or no for uh, your... best swap um newish movie newish movie oh yeah uh not yet so basically my top three new movies so we already already mentioned the Turtles animated <laughs> yes. movie, definitely my top three. But I'm you know I I grew up with the Teenage yeah. Mutant Ninja Turtles in a big way, so I was very happy with that. Uh, the other one is uh, an, an anime actually, uh, the first Slam Dunk, uh, which is based on this still extremely popular baseball uh, basketball manga that ran in the '90s, and uh, the guy who wrote. Uh, the, the manga author who wrote it back then, he directed a new movie and it's just, it's all like original content um, that sort of ties into the story of the manga uh, near the end. And uh, it was just like invigorating, like animated, animation wise and, and story wise and everything, the storytelling. 
um, even to people like a, a bunch of people I know logged it and they have never read the original story, the manga, but they were still by the end of it, uh, completely sold. Um, but the movie that impressed me most is a movie I saw a couple of days ago. Um, so this is a movie that isn't officially out yet outside of like festival circuit. Um, but it's been doing festival since I want to say like 2022. So, and it still hasn't like properly come out yet. They, they're planning to, uh, release it in 2024. It's a movie called hundreds of <laughs> beavers. Um, does anyone no. know this movie? Have yes, heard? I've heard of this. Okay. Yeah, I've heard it's amazing. It's incredible. Um, it, so this is a black and white movie uh, that they made. Um, it's very indie. It's uh, basically a silent film, mostly. And it's it's very much made in that style, you know, like Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, Harold Lloyd kind of thing. And it's about this uh, Applejack salesman who loses his, like, Applejack farm or whatever you want to call it um because a bunch of beavers destroy it and it's a story about how he loses everything and then he has to build it back up like first he becomes a a hunter and he starts like uh figuring out how to hunt teaching himself how to hunt and it's just like an entire movie of trial and error slapstick uh, black and white um extremely funny and just oh. so well done there's also like animated bits in there uh it's, it's like very a modern silent film very like mixed media feeling ish like there are parts of it that reminded me of like, like video games like he goes to the shop to exchange his beaver pelts to <laughs> to get like upgrades to become a better hunter and and, and that kind of thing and it just keeps going in crescendo until the end of the movie is just uh an insane climax um him like facing off against literally hundreds of beavers and all of the beavers and like all of the animals in the in the movie are just people in beaver suits rabbit suits mm. uh like there's no like actual animals in there um so yeah the i was just really impressed by this movie directed by a guy called mike uh Cheslik. um i saw a screener for this because i'm working for a festival here in belgium and uh, yeah that was one of the <laughs> brag about it. Oh. yeah i'm just saying like if you want to know how to see this yeah, movie yeah. i can't really help you but you if, wait. It, if, it's, if it's showing up at a festival definitely go out to see this yeah. uh i've heard they... that it's so good and that everyone that saw it at some of the festivals i know i think it might have played canada at some point because a lot of people i follow yeah, have yeah. Logged it's, it. it's played a yeah. shitload of festivals um, they're all like five stars across the board like yeah yeah it, it blew my mind but like it's it's very much catered to me in that you know like the silent comedy mixed with like looney tunes but also like sort of like video game elements in there without being a video game element but i recognize those elements um yeah hundreds of beavers was just unlike anything else i've seen all year sick that sounds awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our that's our list. That's our discussion. We had a good mix of um, things that we loved and a good mix of haterade in there here and now and again because we gotta. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there anything else that we want to talk about before we wrap up? No. I'm excited to put together my best of list for this year. 
I was yeah. pleasantly surprised by most of what I saw. Nice. Yeah, and I think I'm going to try and do a best discoveries list as I usually do, but I'll probably end up do, posting it in the new year. Um, I haven't started <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah, back yeah. row best of lists, we usually post them in January because we're all catching up on the things yeah. that we missed. So look out for it. They're going to happen. Yep. And if you want to see the video version of the show, and we're going to try and do more podcasts in the new year, so more video episodes will be on Patreon, which you can find at back-row.com. Um, and, yeah, follow all of us on the Internet. Um, and you can Carlo see what I'm is, doing right now. Yeah. There's no yeah. music, but Jenna's dancing. Yeah. So, you know, you'll be able to see Called it. glorifying yeah. life. Um, yeah. <laughs> Carlo, you're Psycho Pike on Letterboxd. Yep, still. I'm YCKMD on Letterboxd. Uh, Jenna, are you just Jenna Ipcar? That's me. Yeah. I and, don't. Uh, I don't think I'm on Letterboxd. I think I might have. You're in. You're in the private. Yeah, I was like, I think I might have made an account at some point. <laughs> wrote a review for the skin I live in, and then never used it again. It's <laughs> yeah, like ran, everyone watch yeah. this movie. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Vern, you can All catch right. on backpackshow.com. Yeah. What a website. There you go. All right. And uh, otherwise, yeah, there thanks we go. for listening and goodbye. And you got to play us any, out. I don't have any music, so. <laughs> Just we dance, will end Jenna. With uh, some roller gator. <laughs> jolly good. Yes, good show. Jolly good. Yes, jolly good. That's good show. Yes, jolly good.